0: This is the Baha'i Stories Shortcast. In each episode, we tell a story or two, and then reflect on what we can learn from these stories. The stories are from Baha'i sources, but our reflections are purely our personal understanding. Let's start. There was a man by the name of Aga Abdul Rahim. Who was a native of Bushriyeh and this man was a fanatical Muslim in fact he was very disturbed by seeing people becoming Baha'is this concerned him one day he went to the local mullah the Muslim clergyman and he asked the mullah what are we to do with the Baha'is I mean he was concerned The mullah responded, uh, clearly the mullah was not that much in favor of Baha'is, but the mullah responded, whoever kills the Baha'is shall go to the best places in paradise. And Abdul Rahim began thinking about this concept. It was encouraging, the mullah had encouraged him to basically kill a few Baha'is So what you do is that you help reduce the number of Baha'is and on top of that you get doubly rewarded by going to the best places in paradise. So he took this seriously. One day he took his gun and he went to an old Baha'i man to his house by the name of Haji Baba. He knocked on the door, Haji Baba answered and Abdul Rahim says, As you are a Baha'i, I have come to kill you. Haji Baba replied, and I must say, I'm not sure I would have been anywhere near the calmness of Haji Baba. But he replied, no problem. But now that you want to kill me, let us first talk together a little. So... I must say this is a very courteous way of killing somebody. He comes and he wants to kill him. Haji Baba invites him in. Yes, okay, no problem. You want to kill me? Fine. But let's just have a conversation first. So gradually during this conversation, the words of Haji Baba affected Abdul Ab, Rahim. So instead of killing Haji Baba, he decided to investigate this matter a bit more, see what the truth is. So Haji Baba took him to the house of the sister of Mullah Hussein in Bushriya. Now here, Abdul Rahim spoke with Baha'is, and for one and a half day, without sleep or rest, he had these conversations and then eventually declared his belief in Bahá'u'lláh. He himself became a Baha'i. So this is a man who comes to kill Baha'is and get rewarded and after a while, and not that long of a while, I mean what can it be in two or three days of interacting with Baha'is, he becomes a Baha'i. Now the Baha'is also told him that Bahá'u'llah was still alive and he was in, in a prison in Akka. So, Aga Abdul Rahim decided to go on pilgrimage to the presence of the Blessed Beauty. Now, in those times, taking the distance walking the distance between Iran and I, uh, Akka is quite long and you can't just go through the desert you have to go through north of Iraq and then down through Mosul and then down to Akka. and it took Abdul Rahim six months to reach Akka from once he decided to go on the pilgrimage now Uh, it was at that time when the exile was quite restricted when Baha'u'llah's exile in Akka was quite restricted and the authorities very strict so the prison guards were not allowed to allow anybody enter the fortress so it was very difficult for Baha'is if not impossible to first enter the city of Akka, and then when they are in Akka, to actually manage to get to the uh, prison barracks but Abdul Rahim somehow managed to get into the city and he went to the seashore and washed himself and his clothes. Now he kind of knew that he would not be allowed into the fortress so he decided to circumambulate surca- it. He began to pray and he asked God to find a way for him to attain the presence of Bahá'u'lláh. Now as he was Praying and circumambulating, he suddenly saw a hand from the prison window indicating him to come inside. And he realized that that was Baha'u'llah calling him. So although he knew that everywhere there were guards and they were there to stop people from getting in, he went. And he paid no attention to the guards as if they were not there. And the thinking was that he thought to himself, if Baha'u'llah has summoned me, I must go. So he went toward the fortress and passed the guards. And none of them stopped him. They didn't even, they didn't even look at him. And Aga Abdul Rahim reached the cell of the Blessed Beauty and entered it. And Baha'u'llah said to him, we close the eyes of the guards so that you may come to our presence. And this is the way, the journey from Abdul Rahim from wanting to kill Baha'i to being in the presence of Baha'u'llah at a time when nobody could actually reach him. So when the time came for uh, Abdul Rahim to leave and go back to Iran, Baha'u'llah gave him a few tablets to give to the believers. Now, this story maybe you have heard, but it was this guy. So when, when on his way back to Iran, when Abdurrahim was in Baghdad, he noticed that a policeman became suspicious of him. And since he had these tablets on him, and uh, if they arrested him, it would be they would have confiscated the tablets, and they would not be able to reach their destination. So, and he realized that the policeman is following him, and he is set to arrest him. He said a prayer in his heart, to protect the tablets. And then, as he passed one of the shops, he just threw the tablets into the shop and continued walking. Yep, yeah, very, very, as he predicted, the policemen arrested him, took him to the police station, and they asked him a number of questions. And they just realized that he was a stranger and a good person passing through the city. They released him. Now, Abdul Rahim then returned to the marketplace immediately and went slowly towards the shop. He waited until the people had gone from the shop, then he quietly approached the shop, and the shop owner saw him and called him in. And then when he went into the shop, the shop owner embraced him and greeted him warmly, saying, aloha So it happens that the owner of that specific shop, of all the shops that he decided to throw his tablets into, was in fact a Baha'i as well. Now this story is in uh, the Revelation of Bahá'u'lláh, Volume 3, written by Adib Sade. Now I came across a passage in Gleanings, although I've read it several times, this time it caught my attention. Bahá'u'lláh says their outward conduct is but a reflection of their inward life, and their inward life a mirror of their outward conduct. Now I came across another example where a wise man asked another person to take an orange and squeeze it and pressure it and squeeze it and squeeze it. And after a while of having squeezed the orange, the wise man asks, what do you expect to come out of this orange if we cut it open? Man says, orange juice, of course. The wise man says, yes, we don't expect apple juice to come out because it is not inside of the orange. What is not inside of storage cannot come out when we cut it open. And the, the wisdom of that was that when we are squeezed or pressured from all directions, what comes out of us in terms of feelings, reactions, emotions, thoughts, actions comes from inside of us. We cannot blame it on something else or some. Uh, events or people outside because that is not inside of us. So, what comes out of us must be from our inside. And I read this story and it clearly says, it illustrates this. You had this Haji Baba who is now in a situation where he is being threatened uh, with his life, his, his life is being threatened. And what comes out from his inside? Calmness kindness and this is because it is inside of him and this is what this quotation what Baha'u'llah wants from us that our outward conduct is but a reflection of our inward life and that our inward life a mirror of their outward conduct so that brings me back to this Abdul Rahim before he became a Baha'i he he had hatred for the Baha'is he 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 wanted to kill Bahais. So, what does that mean then? So if I am, if I am uh, behaving in a very aggressive or a hateful way, and my inside is very aggressive and hateful way, then okay, everything is okay because my inwards and outwards is okay. No, that clearly doesn't make any sense. But what if I don't have love and kindness within me? Uh, but I behave in a kind way, like a hypocrite, like I'm faking it. I'm just not sincere in that sense. Well, there is a passage from Abdu'l-Bahá in Promulgation of Universal Peace, page 267, where Abdu'l-Bahá says the following, Bahá'u'lláh has clearly said in his tablets that if we have an enemy, consider him not as an enemy. Do not simply be long-suffering, nay, rather love him. Your treatment of him should be that which is becoming to lovers. Do not even say that he is your enemy. Do not see any enemies. Though he be your murderer, see no enemy. Look upon him with the eye of friendship. Be mindful of that you do not consider him as an enemy and simply tolerate him. For this is but stratagem and hypocrisy. To consider a man your enemy and love him is hypocrisy. This is not becoming of any soul. You must behold him as a friend, you must treat him well. This is right now reading this quotation it becomes so clear that this Haji Baba was an example of exactly this he is confronted with his future murderer and he does not see him as an enemy because his inside doesn't see him as an enemy Then, of course then the question becomes well okay I, I don't like the guy I don't like the girl and I'm just being polite and I'm being kind but this is hypocrisy so what is the solution? Well in Paris talks, when abdul talks about the four kinds of love, the fourth one is this. The love which exists between the hearts of believers is prompted by the ideal of the unity of spirits. This love is attained through the knowledge of God so that men see the divine love reflected in the heart. Each sees in the other the beauty of God reflected in the soul. And finding this point of similarity, they are attracted to one another in love. This love will make all men the waves of one sea. This love will make them all the stars of one heaven and the fruits of one tree. This love will bring the realization of true accord, the foundation of real unity. So just to wrap it up, this story shows me that we cannot just pretend to be liking somebody and being courteous and tolerating. That's not the high standard Abdu'l-Bahá and Baha'u'lláh has set for us rather our inside and outside and our outside and inside must be aligned and the only way to avoid hypocrisy is to love everybody but how? Well not to love the person but to see in the person the light of God, to see in the person the soul that is of God, to see in the person the beauty of God reflected in their soul and being attracted to that.